Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of May Contain Trace of Soy, the podcast all about surviving and thriving on a plant-based, zero-waste lifestyle. I'm your host, Rochelle. If you're new around here, just click that subscribe button, that follow button. Um, If you are on iTunes today, if you could just leave us a little rating or a review, we'd really appreciate it. We want to know what you guys think about the podcast. It also helps to push the podcast up a bit so that more people see it and hopefully spread that non-judgmental, plant-based, zero-waste message. So thanks for joining us today. Uh, If you are a first-time listener, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Um, If you've listened to me before, thank you for coming back. I really appreciate that um, anyone is listening to this at all. (laughs) Really, really chuffed about that. So we are going to be talking this week about feminism and veganism. This week I actually guested on another podcast. The podcast is called Excuse Me, I Have Something to Say with Sean Philip Naylor. Um, you should definitely go and check that podcast out. The episode is called the F word feminism, and we discuss the history of feminism, um, the most common, uh, questions people ask feminists. It's a really interesting episode to do. A lot of research went into it and it was just really fantastic. So I'm really proud of that one. I'd love for you guys to go check it out. I will put a link in the show notes. Um, I will also put a link in the show notes to the article that I will write for today's episode. So you can go and check that out as well for any of the links um, to different statistics that I reference and whatnot in today's show. So yeah, if you're on Instagram, we are on Instagram as May Contain Traces of Soy. We're also on Facebook. If you have any questions, hit us up there. We also do shout outs on this show where you, the listener, can contact us and let us know what you'd like to hear more of, what you'd like to hear less of. Um, if you have any questions that you'd like us to cover topics, guests that you want us to have on the show, just hit us up there and we will do a shout out for you on the next show. Okay. This week's episode will be on feminism and veganism. So before we get into today's episode, I would just like to give a little trigger warning because this can be quite sensitive content. We're going to be talking about animal agriculture, um, We're also going to be talking, you know, about 
the exploitation of female bodies in the animal agricultural industry. So the word rape is going to come up. If that's going to be upsetting for you or triggering, um, just turn today's episode off. Join us next week. We'll be back to something more lighthearted then. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you're okay with that, then let's forge ahead. Okay, so getting right into it, v- veganism and feminism. Firstly, I'm going to provide the definition so that we're all on the same page. The definition of feminism is the advocacy of women's rights on the grounds of equality of the sexes. The definition of veganism is a way of living that seeks to exclude as far as possible and practical the exploitation of animals for food, clothing, and any other purpose. So when you hear those two definitions, they might not sound as though they're very related, but I think that they are quite inextricably linked. Um, In the animal agricultural industry, obviously, when it comes to meat, we definitely understand how, you know, that happens, how we are breeding animals for their meat, killing them for their meat. But when you go past that and to things like the egg and dairy industry, it really is a case of the exploitation of female animals' reproductive systems for the sake of human consumption. So... That is why those two ideas are inextricably linked, because we are abusing female bodies for the sake of our own enjoyment. And there really is, there's no excuse for doing that. It's really wrong. Um, I want to talk to you today about some of the ways in which they are abusing female animals for that. So let's get right into it. In the dairy industry, obviously... We know that for a cow to produce milk, it has to have given birth because cows are not just making milk for no reason. They're making milk for their babies. Just like if I was to get pregnant and have a child, I would be producing milk for a baby. So in the dairy industry and many other animal agricultural industries, they have to use artificial insemination to impregnate the cows. And this means that they get the semen from the bull and then they load the dairy cows into these traps that in the industry they actually call them rape racks which is really fucking awful so they load them into the rape racks and this stops the cows from moving or being able to fight or escape and then and this is really gross too they insert their arms into the cow's anus to position the cervix and inject the semen Ugh, that's just really gross so They do that and get them pregnant, and then once they give birth to the calf, the calf is taken away from them in the first couple of days, and those dairy cows are then attached to the milking machines um, two to three times a day to be milked. The girl calves, obviously they're kept because they can be used for milking once they reach maturity, but the boy calves are not so lucky. Because they don't have the ability to be exploited for their reproductive system, They are useless to the dairy industry. So in a matter of days to weeks, they get transported to either a sale yard or the slaughterhouse. And a small number end up being withheld so that they can reach 20 weeks of age. And then they're slaughtered for veal, which is awful. So mother cows actually grieve the loss of their baby calves. They cry out sometimes for weeks because they're so sad and they, you know, they know that their child's been taken away from them. And there have actually been instances of dairy cows escaping the dairy 
to search for their calves and they've traveled, you know, all of this way looking around for their calves and they don't find them because, you know, that they're possibly dead, um, which is really awful. I can't imagine going through a more distressing experience than giving birth and having your child ripped away from you straight away and not knowing where it was all because your breast milk is considered a product for human consumption and not the natural food source for your child that it actually is. In case you were wondering what happened to the dairy cows when they're not able to get pregnant and produce that milk anymore, it's no surprise they're sent to the slaughterhouse too. So this usually happens when dairy cows are around four years old. A cow could naturally live for between 15 and 20 years. So their lives are cut very short. And... It's just an odd thing that we drink cow milk at all. We have been doing it for about, they think, between 8,000 and 10,000 years. It's really strange, though, because you sort of think, who was the first person to see a calf suckling at its mother and go, I'm going to give that a go. I'm going to try that out. That's kind of fucked up, man. That's kind of fucking weird. I don't know who did it first, but you're creepy. And (laughs) it started a whole fucking system. So I think that's really gross and weird. I think it's odd as well because humans are literally the only animals on earth who drink another animal's milk. Um, Milk is meant for animals in their infancy. Obviously, it's not meant for grown-up humans. It's not, you know, not your mother, not your milk. I just think it's really, really strange when you really stop and think about it and you get past, I guess, the brainwashing of the kind of dairy industry that you should be having milk. That's, you know, such bullshit. This is just total brainwashing. And it's really, really odd that we ever did it to begin with. And it's odd that we don't see it for what a strange practice it is now. You can obviously have plenty of other alternatives. You don't need to have dairy milk. And it's not that healthy for you anyway. It's actually dairy milk literally exists to, you know, fatten up calves so that they can grow quickly, you know, so that they can grow and gain hundreds of kilos. Like that's the point of dairy milk. Um, so it's really odd that we drink it at all, but obviously it's not something that we need to have. It's not very good for us. Um, you can have stuff like soy milk, almond milk, oat milk. They're doing pea protein milk now. Um, rice milk, and you can have coconut cream, coconut ice cream, soy ice cream, soy cheese, cashew cheese, cashew milk. We have so many options and so much variety in in terms of all of that kind of stuff. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You know, you didn't used to have. We have all of that now. So if you still want something that is similar or something to use in place of that, why not go to the soy milk? Why not try out the oat milk? You know, take your time to find an alternative that you like and go with that, even if that is just a first step for you. Every step in that direction is, it's a good step. You know, it means something. I don't know that all of us are all the way there and, you know, you don't have to be because whatever effort you're making, I applaud it. So yes, that's the dairy industry. Now we're going to move into the egg industry and this one, obviously there's a lot of really upsetting information out there. Again, guys, I'm sorry, this is going to be a bit of an upsetting episode, but this is the reality of how we're treating animals. And, you know, it's important for us to acknowledge and be aware of this, especially if you're someone who does still have meat, dairy or eggs, um, you probably should know where they're coming from and what is being done to the animals. So in the egg industry, obviously a hen's eggs are just that. They're an unfertilized egg, so they're a part of their reproductive process, just like, you know, women have a period, hens lay an egg. Um, For egg-laying hens, they all come from the hatcheries, and the male chicks in the hatcheries are actually bred to be a slightly different color, so that as they hatch on that conveyor belt, they can be separated out from the female chicks because those ones are going to be saved for egg production. The male chicks, though, on their first day when they are born, like literally as they're born, they're thrown into a macerator, which is a giant blender, fully conscious and blended alive. In smaller hatcheries, they're sometimes gassed alive or suffocated in a plastic bag. And when that doesn't work, there is footage of the people in the hatcheries just breaking their necks. And I saw a documentary, it was Dominion, and the guy said, you know that, you know, you know you've done it right when there's no more cheaping. It's just fucked up. Sorry, it's just very upsetting. This is an upsetting episode to do. Um, Okay, so the baby male chicks are, obviously, they're murdered on their first day of life. And just to be clear, this is not just the practice at battery farms. This is the practice at all commercial egg farms, regardless of whether they are caged, barn laid, free range or organic. They are all murdering the male chicks on the first day of life. For the female chicks, it's about to get a lot worse. They're going to be de-beaked because they need to minimize the harm they can do to each other and themselves in the cages. And then they are chucked in a feed lot to mature to egg laying age, which is about four months old. Once they're old enough, they move them to the battery farms, which is about two thirds of the 8 million egg laying hens in Australia get housed in those battery farms. And in the battery farms, the amount of space they have is equivalent to an A4 sheet of paper They can't stretch their wings. They can't take dust baths or turn around um, or display any normal natural behavior. Hens have been bred this way to produce these additional eggs. So they're kept in these awful confines, you know, and some of them fall through the cages sometimes and underneath is where all of the waste goes and they will just die in, you know, the waste under there because they're not going to take the time to go and get them out which is really awful. So 
the stress of being in that situation leaves a lot of hens, um, you know, pecking at each other at themselves. They lose feathers, you know, there's discoloration because of the stress put on their bodies. It's completely unnatural and completely horrible. So hens actually wouldn't produce as many eggs as they do now if it wasn't for the way that we have bred them. We have selectively bred them and genetically modified them to lay um, between... They, they naturally would only lay between 10 and 15 eggs per year, but because of what we've done, they now lay 330 eggs per year, almost one a day, which is obviously such a huge amount and such an unnatural amount for what their bodies are meant to be doing. When they create an egg in their bodies and they lay it, that shell that the egg is in is actually, um, it's derived from calcium, which is leached out of the hen's bodies to be able to produce the shell. Because they're laying at an unnatural rate, a lot of hens are calcium deficient. So it's really horrifying just what we have done and how we have bred them and used them and you know, created this kind of world where they're producing this many eggs and they are this unwell and this sick because of what we've done to them. It's really, really horrible. So in the um, battery farms, the hens have about 18 months, um, you know, of egg production. When they get to about 18 months, their egg production has slowed enough that they're considered to be spent and they just don't think it's worth keeping them anymore they'll be sent to the slaughterhouses um the hens could naturally live for eight years but they'll be killed at 18 months because they're not laying enough eggs to make them viable anymore um so that's really horrible with eggs it's another really weird one when did we sort of see an egg coming out of a chicken and go i might try and eat that I don't know how we started this, but again, we've been eating eggs for thousands of years. And it's so strange that we did do that. Um, and it's completely unnecessary. We don't need to eat eggs, you know. They're not that great for us either. You can have plenty of other sources of protein. Um, we use eggs mostly as binding agents or we cook them up directly. If you want a scrambled egg kind of flavor, scramble up some tofu. If you want a binding agent in your baking, use applesauce, use a mashed banana, um, use flaxseed or chia seeds and create like a binding agent out of that. You do not need to use eggs. If you are someone that still eats eggs, try scrambled tofu, try using those other elements in your baking. Just give it a go. See if, you know, yeah, just give that a go because there's really, there's no reason to sort of be using eggs. Not really. Uh, so yes, that is how the egg and dairy industry works. And in both cases, the, the, the kind of overarching factor here is that they are, they're saving these animals. They are, um, you know, sort of using these animals in particular for their reproductive system because they are female animals and they have elements that we deem to be useful for human consumption or we deem to be a product, something that we could commodify. And so we did that. And it's really, really horrible when you think about it in terms of, you know, it's the abuse of female bodies. It's taking children away from mothers. It's, you know, murdering babies because they're not useful to that system that's a really horrible thing to kind of encounter and deal with. Unfortunately, 
It is what happens. So if you are someone that still has eggs or dairy, I would really, really, really recommend that you try switching to those plant-based alternatives because the way that we treat animals in those two industries, in all industries really, but in those two industries, is so upsetting. It's so wrong. It's so awful. Um, So just have a think about that. If you consider yourself a feminist, think about that. Think about whether or not you're okay with animals being particularly singled out, used and abused because they are female and because their reproductive system is of value to something. That is that shit's straight out of Handmaid's Tale. Um, it's really awful. I get really upset when I talk about it, but I just, I wanted to go into this one today. So if you're a feminist, think about becoming a vegan. If you're a vegan, guess what? You're kind of a feminist. So good on you. Um, all right, to cap off today's episode, we're going to lighten it up now with a couple of nice, fun, happy facts about different animal mothers in uh, the animal kingdom. Okay, so firstly, we're going to talk about pigs. Mother sows have a really strong bond with their baby piglets. They have been known to sing to them as they nurse. Isn't that beautiful? Now talking about the cows. So calves can actually recognize their mother's voices and they'll come when called, which is really cool. Uh, orangutan mothers will stay with their young for up to seven years, teaching them where to find food and how to build a sleeping nest. And when the young orangutans do leave, they've been known to come back and visit their mothers up to the age of 16, which is really cool. Um, elephant mothers are not alone in raising their young. They say it takes a village and the elephant world. They would definitely subscribe to this idea. So elephants live in a matriarchal society which is pretty cool. Elephants, you got it all figured out, man. Um, and they help each other when the elephant calf is born. They teach it how to stand and feed, and they actually all adjust the stride of the herd so that the babies can keep up. And finally, female alligators have a clever and interesting system for their eggs. They build a nest of rotting vegetation that is essentially a compost that retains heat and they lay their eggs in there so that they will stay warm without her having to sit on them. And then when they are hatched, she carries the babies around in her jaw to protect them. So that's really cool as well. I just wanted to throw a couple of interesting, nice little facts in at the end, because today was a bit of a dark episode, and I do want to celebrate the mothers in the animal kingdom and motherhood and talk a little bit about that, because we have been talking in this episode about the way that we're abusing mothers in the animal agricultural industry and female bodies in general, using them for that reproductive system. So I just wanted to end with something a little bit lighter today. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. This one was a bit intense. There's a lot of research that went into it. Um, if you are new around here, just click that subscribe button or that follow button and if you have any questions about today's episode, please hit me up on Instagram. I am May Contain Traces of Soy um, or on Facebook. You can head over to the website as well and leave us an email there or a contact note there. Um, 
Yeah, it's been an interesting episode. I really think the connection between veganism and feminism is really strong and, you know, quite obvious when you stop and consider how we use animals for their reproductive systems. So thanks for being here for this one, guys. I promise next week it'll be something lighter. (laughs) But uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week.